what's up everything well there's no point in prolonging this let's get to it <laughs> Puck at center. Look out, Dunn lost it. Here comes Mott, and he scores! Mott stole it from Dunn, and the Canucks lead 4-3. to three. But I got something you need. Oh, yeah, yeah. Number 64 for Vancouver. Here's Beagle with a shot. He scores! Kenny Beagle beating George Bennington. The Canucks take a 1 nothing lead. You better find yourself a friend. Two guys, one cup podcast, and it shall remain one cup oh. for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Let's start on a I real good. note. The Blues reign as Stanley Cup champions, I would say, is officially over. I suppose some would argue that it's not over until they appoint new ones, but at the moment, the Stanley Cup is vacated, and they're uh, holding a tournament to discard the. Next champion, the Blues lose in six games to the Vancouver Canucks. Like before, if you've come here for reasonable takes and calm discourse, we don't have any to offer. Maybe I don't think week. I don't think we're gonna be maybe a scream. Eh, probably we'll probably get there. I'm, I'm gonna get You'll there. You'll ramp yourself up. I'll get there. Yeah, but just a just in a completely embarrassing showing very you know very typical old blues of like well they have to show up it's game six and then just 
mm-hmm. fart in church from the moment they started. I turned this game on, Ian. I finished it. I don't remember what I was doing, a game of Overwatch or just watching the end of the Flyers game or something. Mm. And I thought, you know, it'll be a few minutes. Somehow I turned it turned it on five minutes in. It was already one nothing, And that was it. That was, that was the game. Could have stayed one nothing. Um, you know, we're not going to... It would be silly to break down goal by goal any of these games. Tyler Mott scored twice. Yeah, we we f- we managed to find a way to stop Bo Horvat only for his powers to be absorbed by Tyler frickin' Mott, who scored five goals in the last three games, I think. They're overpaid third and fourth lines. Uh, We're the difference up. in this series. Yeah. Elias Pettersson, not a factor. Brock Besser, not a factor for the most part. Mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes, you know, a monster and a huge contributor, so talented. Uh, Bo Horvat a factor in the first two games, but the the difference really was that those bottom two units and the Blues, you know, you can make whatever excuses about injuries. Barbashev leaving the bubble. Um, was Steen hurt the whole time? Did he never play? I think he played one game. Oh, he played in exhibitions at least, but I don't yeah. think he ever played. I don't in think the he series. played in the series. Uh, Tarasenko obviously gone, but. The the long and short of this is this is a te- we were the better te- we are the better team we're better than the Vancouver Canucks, mm-hmm. and they're going to prove that by getting just shredded apart by the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> I mean that's a buy it's a buy round for the Golden Knights as far as I I'm was concerned. Like, Jacob Markstrom will be the guy that has any say in this. Other uh, than that, I think it will just be five games, day. maybe. I yeah. mean it's uh, this. They're not a complete team. They're a team with. Three or four, three really incredible young players. Two really incredible young players. And then Bo Horvat and Brock Besser, who are both very, very good. Yeah. The killer beats. And a pretty good, pretty good goalie. Really good goalie yeah. last couple years. And that's all they got. And they treated the Blues like a midget level team, an AHL team, a junior A team. Like. Mm. It was not, I mean, the Blues were not in this series really at any point after the Canucks equalized in game five, which we'll talk about. Um, You know, they played a strong games three and four, which is typical Blues, put up just enough fight (laughs) to get us invested, you know, but they they won game three in overtime on the Bridgeton goal. That was... That was nice, and then Game Four was obviously their best performance of the series, and and gave you that feeling that they could just steamroll this team. And you know what? They could have if For if Markstrom hadn't five. if Markstrom hadn't made that save that he made, and then we hadn't just freaking collapsed. And Allen knew how to hug a freaking post. And I'm not I'm not playing the Jake Allen blind game. Of all the people on this team, it is arguably the least his fault. Mm-hmm. But that. Was unacceptable and very typical of Jake Allen. That the, the, the old Blues showed up, so did Jake Allen. Jake Allen for a second, came along at for least, the ride yeah, as well. you hitched your wagon to Jake Allen, and you know what? You got what you deserved. And listen, Jordan Bennington, the arguably the worst Blue in this series. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that that was a bad decision. But, you know, to all those people that just want to pretend that Jake Allen is just a great goalie that some people just randomly hate, goal number three, game number five, equalizing goal, 
One of the biggest goals in the series just can't ever be allowed to be scored ever by a professional goalie. I just think, especially for that game, you can look at Markstrom and then you look at Allen and you can say, here's the guy that his team was down and he had to make those saves to keep him in it. And here's the guy that team whose team was up and he had to make those saves to, you know, keep them in the lead. And one could do it and one couldn't. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just get outmatched. I, you know, hats off to Markstrom. I think he was consistently their best player by far. Um, I think without some of those pivotal saves, we win game five, and then we don't know, you know, game six, maybe they win, maybe they win game seven, something like that. But I think Markstrom was a huge difference maker. And then from that point on, I think Vancouver was a, a very good team. But again, I, I hate taking credit away from a team, so I'm going to try not to. I think Vancouver was very good and in this series. They were the better team. But I, that is because the St. Louis Blues played down. I mean, I don't want to say they played down to Vancouver. They just played like shit. We talked about beforehand, you can split this team up into like goaltending and defense and maybe your forwards. And I'd say you could split your forwards into top six, bottom six. And our, bo- our top six, generally speaking, showed up. Ryan O'Reilly, a beast yet again. Braden Shen got talked about a lot in the series. Jaden Schwartz did a fair amount of work. David Perron even here and there did some pretty good stuff. And then you kind of, it just sort of falls off from there. You had no bottom six help whatsoever. Like, I don't think, like, a single goal from any of those guys. Sanford? So, so sig- Sanford scored yeah. one, at least. But so significant in the run last year. Yeah, we just had the guys potting right and left where it's like, hey, you know, Schwartz and Shen are getting buried. Um, O'Reilly, who played really good in the finals, didn't really do much against San Jose. But, hey, you know who is doing stuff? Oh, now it's Bozak. Oh, now it's Tarasenko. You know, stuff like that. But we didn't have a bottom six that really did much of anything. Our defense was abysmal. I think we can talk about, we can get to that eventually, but Petrangelo, not very good. Pareko, definitely not very good. Vince Dunn, not great. I wouldn't put all the blame on Vince Dunn, a guy whose ice time is like the lowest of any defenseman at all on this team, but still, bad series. Marco Scandella. Marco Scandella, just kind of a guy. Justin Falk. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Simple. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, and goaltending we talked about pretty abysmal. So like, what we have four things, and three of those things were bad. So yeah, yeah. you lose you lose the series that way. So I don't know what you can take away from this series. Like you can take a lot away, but to how much weight you give it is is kind of up to you. And I mean, obviously Doug Armstrong, I think. He's the GM. He's yes. gonna have. He's it's gonna have to, to give him. it a bunch of weight to it. But like we as fans, like if you want to say, hey, this, the Blues played so much hockey last year. They're tired. They're in a bubble. They had four months off. It's really weird. They want to see their families. You know, people have newborns. All that stuff. I'm with you, and I get it. I I think I disagree that that all has to be a factor, and we can't judge the Blues at all because of those things because they occurred. But if that's what you're drawing away from this. I'm with you on that. Like, I, I can't tell you that those things weren't a factor. But what I can say is, like, you just you just expected more. I think everybody did, and I think even the players probably did. And you just had a team that, from the drop of the puck against Chicago, just never gelled. They gelled, I guess, for game three and four, but even then I'd say... There were stretches in there where they didn't look all that great, obviously, either. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to swallow. I'm both, um, I'm both 
care a lot that this team has been knocked out, and I also kind of simultaneously don't care at all. Um, part of me is a little relieved, because now the Stanley Cup chapter's over, and we can have that memory, and we can have a lot of fun with that. We can look back on it, and it'll always be the first cup. It'll always be with that team. Those those goals will all happen. All those games will happen. It'll be great to look back on and always have those memories. But now that part's over, and we can move forward. We can skate forward into the future. Um, and that future is super uncertain. I kind of wish this was a regular playoff, because I feel like I would have more damning, straightforward facts to give people and go, this is the problem. This must change. And now I feel like that, but if you counter it with, hey, pandemic, I can kind of go, yeah, I guess. I guess so. So I don't know. Yeah, I I see everything you're saying, and I, I think you're right that we can't just be like, tear this team down to the studs. Although I may say that tonight. <laughs> I just think the other good teams are being good teams, you know? That's the thing. I There's... mean, you can, you can say what you... You can make the argument about the Penguins, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, Six out of the eight teams that moved on are round-robin teams, yeah, so that's your best four, teams that's were your best four teams. That's a four-game series. You know, that the Penguins lost. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't have to care. They've got three cups, you know? <laughs> like, so, you and say what you want to say. Okay, there's one other team that really underperformed. And then your only other case is the Capitals, who went to five games against a very good and very trappy, shut down New York Islanders team that swept somebody in the first round last year, too, right? So... Mm. I mean, not the Capitals. Who'd they sweep last year? Uh, they swept the... Philly? No. no, Pittsburgh. They swept Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. So, see, Pittsburgh has so its Pittsburgh, own problem. Yeah. It's just kind of its own problem. So, and plus, the Capitals are coached by a middle school vice principal. So, mm. how far the, how far is that going to take you? Um, so, I just, I don't buy that excuse, really. I was I was ready to. I w- when the Bruins kind of struggled in the play-in... And the cat and the uh, penguins got eliminated. I was ready to say, "Oh man, maybe this is the crazy playoffs where the young, hungry teams just because they're by virtue of being young and hungry and athletic and having the speed, they just race out past these veteran teams that need longer to rev their engines up." And and that's just what it is. And the the Florida Panthers face you know, whoever in the final, you know, yeah. from a couple minutes, I thought maybe that was it, but the other teams got back on their game mm-hmm. and they didn't. And here's another problem. If you want to, if you want to be the, you know what, bubble, bubble hockey, we just don't care that much. That's fine. But then don't give me your, there's going to be a game seven. Don't give me that crap. Don't <laughs> get, don't give me the, you're, we're built for this, which is what I heard them say, which is the dumbest thing. I, be built for going ahead <laughs> in series and, and winning them. Whatever. Like we're built for seven games. I'm like, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you should be built for four game sweeps. How yeah. About that? Maybe. Um, so, you know, I don't know how we want to go about this somewhat scientifically before we just dig in. Do you want to go back just quickly through the games? Or... Um, I want to say I want to say positive things about Ryan O'Reilly because well the, we can do that if we go through the game. Well, that's what I mean. So... I, that's kind of my point. Is like that's all I want to say about the previous games is what a stud, uh, what a guy that's let's, put the team on his back. Let's do it real quick. We can go back to the games and we can start there. Um, you know, when when last we left our podcast, 
Um, the Blues were down two games in the series. They've been shredded by Bo Horvat and pretty much exclusively Bo Horvat. They looked better in the first two losses, mostly, than they did tonight and the second half of last night. Uh, game number three got a little wild and got a little crazy in the second period where all of the four regulation goals were scored. JT Miller scored early. Uh, as I recall, that was kind of fluky. Um, Justin Falk scored his first goal of the playoffs. And, you know, not kidding when I say one of the better defenders in this Probably, I would say the best defender that we had this series. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can make fun of Justin Falk as the whipping boy. He is our very own stoner child, and you know he got his he got his uh, what's what's lower than a bachelor of arts uh, associates. associates degree yeah. from uh, DeVry University yeah. this week. He really he climbed the ladder. No offense to anyone that's like an electrician, but he's one of those people that on the commercials they're like re- randomly plugging shit in uh-huh. and stuff, and it's like, what job is that? And it's like, you know, it's it's in technology. Yeah, he's got a uh-huh. job in technology. Yep, sure does because that's what allows him to have Doritos stains on his fingers all day. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, that was a beautiful pass by Robert Thomas, who, uh, you know, I think I will say as much as I love Robert Thomas, needs to take a huge step forward in mm-hmm. consistency next year. But at times this series looked every bit the superstar that he could be and and had some passes that are just mind-bending, and that was one of them. Uh, He also knocked a dude off the puck that that play. Uh, Come to think of it, I've started notes for this (laughs) series, and I don't know where they are, so I'll have to find those. i got to say, the thing for Robert Thomas is shooting the puck more, being maybe having a little bit of a better shot, but yeah, there's some times, and they talked about on the radio today too, where he's got the speed... He's neck and neck with the defender, and you can see that he could probably beat him, mm-hmm. and maybe he's just not confident in it, and he's more confident in his own passing. And it's like, dude, if you're a Tarasenko type, you're dipping the shoulder, and you're trying to go in on the defender to get to the goalie. And most of the time, it's like, uh, and then he kind of skates to the outside for a pass, which is great. He's a great passer, but it's like, oh, man, if you just had a little more confidence maybe in yourself and your shooting ability, I think you'd be on so many breaks for us. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's something that would be nice. Uh for him to improve yeah but he's only uh, 20 he's only like 21 you know and he's such a golden boy um but you know that was one of our better goals of the series david perron contributes he looked pretty good in this series at least on the offensive end uh got a puck at a wide angle shot it markstrom uh beat him high over the post but petterson did the same thing immediately after on oh just the i mean if if I had the mirth to laugh right now. That play of um, Scandella and Pareko just tangling over each other. I've got the Arrested Development music in my head right now. Maybe you're even hearing it on the track right now if I've been unlazy enough to put it in there. Nope, it's not. I I, I kind of do too at this point. But um, this is an urgent briefing from Steven in the future. Yes. That was the Curve Your Enthusiasm theme, not the Arrested Development theme. So you can, you know, calm down about that. Now back to the show. Uh, I just, just, I mean, one of, one of how many, one of how many, 
How many goals do you would you say more than half of the Canucks goals were scored after inconscionable defensive errors? Because I would. Oh, like <coughs> if you take out goals mm-hmm. on the power play yeah, yeah, yeah. and goals after just unbelievably bad defensive plays, whether it's a fluke, whether it's a stretch yeah, pass, yeah. whether it's Petrangelo being on the same side as Gunnarsson, which he did 37 times <laughs> in this series. They scored like three. I would I would guesstimate they scored like maybe three mm-hmm. actual goals. Which, listen, they're all actual goals. I'm not taking anything mm-hmm. away from the Canucks from converting on oppor- opportunities. Far be it from me. Far <laughs> be it from a Blues fan who, when the Blues never do that. Yeah. But still, I mean, you know, I said last week that the only or two weeks ago that the only team I was afraid of in this first round was us because I felt like we were the only team that could beat us and boy did we. It's funny because that you mentioned that because people were like oh the Canucks are so good at like counter punching you know the fact that like oh you know what they capitalize right on every opportunity we give them. I will say they do capitalize on opportunities but they didn't capitalize on every opportunity we gave them because we gave them every opportunity <laughs> like everything was a mistake so of course they scored on our mistakes because we made nothing but mistakes but I agree with you that it seemed like every time we made an error, it was like back of the net, back of the net. And the mm-hmm. thing is, I saw people trying to trot that out as like an excuse. Well, I mean, you know, we made an error and it's just in the back of the net again. That's crazy. That'll happen <laughs> when you play bad and the other team plays good. That'll happen. Yeah, I mean, it's just, everything I heard, I, this is a win we're talking about. Imagine how we'll do when we get to the losses. <laughs> But everything I've heard about this team that is in a kindly, you know, mildly sympathetic mindset, mm. I'm just like, but you, but you're terrible. What's the excuse? Stop making excuses for I, a team that's just bad. I think that's my problem. Is it's like, yo, if we all, we're not all gonna agree on that. But if we can all just agree, yo, this team sucked, then there there can be some changes that need to be made from this. I'd be like, cool, and we would have a two minute yeah. podcast. But it's a more annoying to see how many people are like, you know what? I think Blue's just fine. I'm going to lose okay And you know what? Moving on. I'm like, I don't know, man. I think you're going to be up for a rude, you know, a rude awakening next season. It's like, I don't know. This team's still kind of not so good. There's always, here's the other thing. And I'm not, I'm not just trying to be like Mr. Negative, but. <laughs> he is. Look at, look at the teams that have gone down the pipes lately. There's always a season before the season. Mm-hmm. Two years last year, the the Penguins got swept. We just talked about it, mm-hmm. and everybody said, "Well, freaky," but obviously that's not just the end of the Penguins. Mm-hmm. This year they lose to Montreal in the playoff round. Maybe it is the end of the Penguins. Maybe they do need major changes. Last year, uh, uh, the Capitals. Mm. Played a hard seven-game series against the Hurricanes, but never looked like they were going to win Game 7, even though I think it went to overtime. overtime. It was the saddest overtime <laughs> I've ever seen a team play, but yes. Um, this year, they get swept in the first round. Was it... I mean, I guess it was the year against us that the Blackhawks first lost in the playoffs, and then they got swept by Nashville the next year. Mm. You know, maybe this is that year for us. And... I don't want to get. I don't. Let's let's talk about the rest of this. Although game. you're scaring me because this is true. You know, oh, yeah. the, the, you know the one team that's it's... actually stuck around after winning the cup, Boston. Yeah, Boston. Yeah. Out of all those teams, I go okay. 
and obviously Chicago because they won a couple and LA, but I just mean like LA right, falls off pretty quick after yep. two cups. Chicago's got their three, but it's like you got Pittsburgh's two, they're off. Capitals, they're off. And yep. it's like, I don't want that, but it could be. I, I, I wasn't going to go here yet. Have I taken you too far? But Continue. I don't, I don't think this, I think the cup window's closed. I know that, <laughs> I know that's, I know that's overreacting. I know people are going to react to that badly. Hmm. Steven, we don't have to we don't have to own up to this. Next episode doesn't matter. On the okay, cool. Yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. We don't have to own up to anything. Based on the evidence I have right now, there is every reason to believe last year was magic and not skill. There was plenty of skill. Mm-hmm. They are a good team when they are at their best. They're a really good team when they're at their best. But as you pointed out, what is this team if Jamie Benn's wraparound in the second overtime, two minutes before Patrick Maroon scores, beats Jordan Bennington? Right. We're talking, Doug Armstrong's not our general manager anymore, maybe. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Craig Berube's maybe not our coach. Because maybe we say, you know what, you were an interim and you did a passable interim job. He probably is. But. You just don't know. You don't know anything. And that it didn't happen. And we mm. won that game and we won the Stanley Cup. And as we'll talk about probably all summer, nothing's ever going to change that. Mm. No matter who's here next year, no matter who leaves, Joel Evanson, already gone, been gone for a year, always going to be a Stanley Cup champion blue, you know? So, like, on its own merits, that's great. Mm-hmm. And and I love it, and and that'll be one of my maybe probably my fondest sports memory forever. But like, you know, is Bennington real? I don't know. For yeah, there seem to be a lot of question marks already. Is Petrangelo staying? I would have said uh, certainly before this series. Now I lean maybe not probably not. Yeah, does Tarasenko have two shoulders? Nope. <laughs> Like, does Jane Schwartz extend? Mm-hmm. So let's go through these games. <laughs> I was like, how do we get, how do, where do we get here? So how? many questions. Uh, Pedersen ties it. You know, that's another one I think that Allen should have. He doesn't hug his post. He's never hugged his post. That's always been one of his weakest spots. Uh, call me an Allen hater, I guess, but. This is the one that won up and beat him over the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, it was a snipe by Pedersen. Of course, it's Elias Pedersen. I'm just saying you could have that angle cut down. Mm -hmm. But I'm not... We won this game. I'm not blaming Allen. Um, (laughs) Blues dominated the third period, but of course, just can't finish, can't force a goal through. Cat is upset about that game. she should be. That's a correct take, Soki. Finally, somebody is reasonable. Um... (laughs) The Blues had a 64.86 Corsi 4 in that period. Didn't matter. Got to overtime. Blues continued to dominate. Feels like anything could go wrong at any second. Blade draws a trip. Once again, the power play is toothless. We had a, we had a two-minute power play at the dead end of the third period of that game. You went to bed in this one, right? Oh, yeah. Two-minute power play. Dead end. Nothing. The worst power play you've ever seen in your life. Remember when we brought in... Um, not Mark Recchi, the other one. I always want to call Mark Recchi. Yeah, Savard. Yeah, Mark Savard. That's the one. Uh, to be our power play genius, not working. <laughs> Fix it, Mark. 
Uh, take the stick different. Mm-hmm. But in any case, uh, felt started to feel like they'd lose in spite of themselves, but suddenly Shim was streaking away. Still not sure how, how he got the puck, but he was in on his own and he roofed it over Markstrom. And that's all the notes I have. So we'll go through game four very quickly, which was the Blues' best game of the series by far. Mm-hmm. Um, they scored not early and often, but they scored early and often enough uh 1643 and ryan miller being insane scoring his first goal was this this wasn't the one off the stick right which one is this it wasn't that no the second one was the one that he scored off of some dude's stick Mm. uh jt miller in the second period scored one that was after the broken stick right the petrangelo broken stick uh where it was just terrible luck and then uh, O'Reilly scored his one off the other guy's stick, which, you know, may have been skill, but was still at least some luck. <laughs> and then Petrangelo scored a power point goal, his only goal of the series, I believe. Uh, and that was it. We won 3-1. Allen looked great. Nothing to see there. Um, and that was our best game of the series, and that's fine. That was Blues hockey. That's classic Blues hockey, great Blues hockey. And it didn't last. It just didn't last. Looked like it might. Tyler Mott scored 13-15 into the first in the in game five. Uh, power play goal, or shorthanded goal, excuse me. But it looked like the Blues had rallied back with goals from Shin and O'Reilly. Uh, Samford scored in the first period, or five minutes into the second period on a power play. Uh, Thomas and Bozak assisted that one. Looked like it was all fine. But Miller uh, scored... And then shortly thereafter, Vertanen scored. That was the one that Allen's got to have, got to stop. You need your goalie to make the big stop. Markstrom did in this game. Allen did not. That's the difference. It's tied. Allen's shaken. There's a second goal. That's by Tyler Mott again. And then the Blues look feckless in the third period. Yeah. That's, you know, as bad as today was, I think that third period in Game 5 is my biggest problem with this team. They just didn't look like they gave a damn. Mm -hmm. They didn't put up any significant scoring opportunities at all. They had nine shots, 15 shots total in that period. So just nothing happening. Just a lot of sloppy neutral zone play. And you lose it, and then you come into tonight, and I'm not even going to read off who scores the goal. Jacob Delarose falls literally on a puck, <laughs> and look, that's funny, and it's a blooper, and you feel bad for the guy, mm-hmm. but it's a goal, and then it's over, you know? All, whatever it was, maybe maybe they really did come in, and they were guns ablaze, and they were going to get to Game 7, but if you're broken that easily, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know? That was kind of the whole thing, was I gave a... I'd given up after goal one because I just thought more and more like, wait, so if we even make it past this team and get to, you know, get to game seven, beat them, are we, re- is this team from what we've seen really going to beat Vegas? And I was like, no, 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 because they're, they're caving at the smallest, like they're caving all the time against Vancouver. Like the smallest inconvenience of like, oh no, now it's three, two. I don't know, man. Three, th- like. You can put on the brakes. That's what fucking annoys me. Sorry, is that like the fact that they'll be like, well, the other team. You apologizing yeah. to me for swearing? I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm deeply affected. The other people have the other team's got the momentum. You know what are the Blues supposed to do? Those like you know they got all the momentum. Like you can put on the brakes. You can play a solid defensive game and keep them from scoring, and then move the other way, gain the momentum back. You can do something like that. It happens all the time. 
but yet it's just they folded and it's annoying and quite honestly um you saw this in games in the in the playoffs last year there were there was at least two games against boston two three was it all three of the losses at least two where they just fucking folded anyways Mm -hmm. and the whole the entire narrative last year whenever they lost was yo dog they bounced back and they did so that was cool when you came into this series (laughs) and you thought that's what this team does they bounce back that's cool that's neat that's what i thought too but they don't right now so i don't know if we can use that moving forward anymore whenever we talk about this team that's what they do i'm like i don't know if that's what they do that bothered me even before because listen so you have to lose to win that once for four months i know they have been the blues for 53 years and i'm sorry i'm not i'm I was thinking this before tonight, mm. and now I am convinced that this is the same team. They found a, a great song. They found a, <laughs> a fire and brimstone coach that doesn't last long. That is always not a successful long-term coaching strategy. <laughs> mm. Because the same talking points always wear out. But we'll get to Baruby later. And they found the hottest goalie on planet Earth. And, th- and they had a rallying cry around him, too. And they had a rallying cry around worst to first. And they had Layla. And it was just this magic soup. Yeah. And they drank the magic soup. And it was full meal. like Much like Borscht <laughs> in Mother Russia, it was full it was meal. Magic soup. And once again, greatest sporting accomplishment I'll ever see, probably. Greatest couple of months of my life. Worst to one of the worst. Because just so much anxiety I and know. stress. I oh. can't. Oh, thank I don't think God. I'll ever be that stressed out again. No, no. Um, but just, just that maybe that's it. Maybe maybe we're the Hurricanes and not the Penguins. You know. Yeah, probably. And it's... and listen, I'm kind of fine with that. Mm-hmm. But the sooner we acknowledge that, and don't try to dig our heels in and remain that team forever, the sooner we can maybe find the next recipe. Yeah, I think that's you know? I think that's a big concern of mine. It was, I think you nailed on the head. We need Shin? to Yeah, I know. We Which, need to we need to start already churning the team over. I don't think this team was like or like the Hawks core where it's like we got them, we got the five and we're moving forward or we got you know, we're the Penguins, we got our two, we got our three guys in Latang and Crosby and Malkin, we're going. It's like, we have Ryan O'Reilly, he's great, but actually a lot of the promising people on this team are the younger dudes, and it's like, really, I don't know that you need Jaden Schwartz. I don't know that you, I, I like these guys, they can, we've talked about this I, before, they can stay, they can go, it doesn't I, really bother me. I've told me, you a couple, I've told you and I think I've one or two other people. Don't double down on these guys. On Jaden Schwartz. I, listen, I really like Jaden Schwartz. I don't mean this to be a slam on him. But I am so indifferent about his future. It's inconceivable. If you t- if you tell me we trade him to, I think I said to you, to Detroit mm-hmm. for Taro Hirose and like a first, a conditional first, my reaction, cool. <laughs> if you tell me tomorrow we sign him six by six, my reaction, cool. I just don't care at all. <laughs> and 
kind of kind of about a lot of these guys, man, which is weird for a team. That's why maybe yeah. that's I mean maybe that's us. Maybe we're emotionless or maybe I'm emotionless. I don't want to lump you in with me. But like Tarasenko, I really want him to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I really want him to be I want him to have a great career. I want him to score 500 go- goals in a boys sweater. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm kind of like if he's if you told me his boys career is over, I'm like that sucked. <laughs> you yeah, know? it's like, oh well. Alex Petrangelo, I, you can go back and listen to the archives. I've made plenty of passionate tr- pleas about, I just don't think this is the same team without him. Well, now I'm not sure I want it to be the same team. <laughs> so you tell me he walks? All right. Yeah. I'm kind of, I, as you mentioned out there, I'm kind of excited because it's like, all right. Now we got to be different, you mm-hmm. know? That's the thing is like, you have, you have to change something because i really don't want them to take this season and go this was a fluke no big deal and then come back next season and that and that's our first season after winning the cup they go oh the team looks kind of weird well we got to give them another season i just don't want them to drag out like five seasons from now you know what maybe we shouldn't have kept all these dudes around because it's not working and just you know traded out edmondson for falk who knew that that wasn't the only trade we had to make Luke Korak. Yeah. Alex Petrangelo on if he'll be back. Quote, I'm not going to answer that. We'll find out soon. What is that? (laughs) I like it. Oh, my God. But that's Um, what I mean. Like, it's to me, and maybe you feel this way too, but we won the cup. I was so invested in that. And now that they've won it, it's kind of like all bets are off. I'm like, you know... I liked all those players, and I'll always love those players to be on that team, and you did it for me, but if trading one of you gets me something better or gives me something different and fun and moves this team forward, I'm all for it because now I'm kind of just addicted to cups. I don't really... Now that I know what it's like, I feel like I'm more aware of like what this team needs. I think all... I, honestly, I think all the fans are. You've seen a team win the Stanley Cup. You now kind of know what work is required and what sort of team is required, and... We have that team, sort of, but like you said, it's also kind of magic. And so maybe that's not what you need now, and you got to move forward and you got to adapt. And you keep some of these guys for sure. We, we've named, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, Robert Thomas, a lot of these young guys you want to keep around. But some of the older dudes, it's like, do you really want to hit your wagon to, I mean, we already did to Shem, but Shen, Schwartz, Petrangelo Shen, for like into their 30s? Shen to me is, is maybe the right one to do it with. Sure. Because he's versatile and he's good. But yeah, he's not very injury prone. He's not pretty very injury prone, but to me, it's like we've seen. Here's the thing, too. Every one to, yeah. of these cup teams has done that, and they've all fallen to the same trap. They've all fallen to well, we've got to lock down all of this, mm-hmm. and so we're paying Duncan Keith forever, <laughs> and Brent Seabrook forever, and we're paying. Patrick Kane, somehow we're paying him more than he's worth, and we're paying Jonathan Taves six times what he's worth. And, you know, the Canucks, the the Canucks, the Penguins did it too, not with Crosby and Malkin so much, but with like your Nick Boninos, mm-hmm. who they had to get rid of immediately, and your Connor Sheary's, who they had to get rid of, because it's like, oh, these guys were good for 10 seconds on Sidney Crosby's <laughs> wing. Let's give them four-year, $4 million contracts, you know? Mm-hmm. And every team falls into this mistake. Um, and 
I just don't want to be one of them. I don't. I don't want to be in cap hell. I'd rather be a bad team on the come up a thousand times right? over. That's kind than of be an old team that's just fading into oblivion. How have you all felt watching Alex Steen lately? You liked it. You loved <laughs> seeing it. Listen, I think Alex Steen gets a really short shrift from a lot of these yeah, fans, yeah. but it hasn't been fun. It's not like you wanted him to end his career on the fourth line being overpaid and criticized constantly, right? Mm. That's not good. It's healthy, you know, as much as as much as much you you want those guys who are like franchise players mm. and who play every game, you, you know, your Yachty Molinas and stuff. It is a dying breed, and it kind of, there's a reason for that. Because when Stan Musial was 40, he wasn't making... Twenty million dollars, you know, like I don't know. I'm, we're going all over the place, which was predictable. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's I worry that we'll lock up too many people, and I'm worried that we'll end up like you said. We have Shen, so cool. You have him, and you've got what Ryan O'Reilly for what three more years, mm-hmm. and you've got Tarasenko and this, you know, if his shoulder's fine for like I think three more years too. I think him and O'Reilly are up at the same time. But yeah, yep. I just don't want us to then go okay. O'Reilly's fine, but like we got Shen, we got Schwartz, we got Petrangelo now. Somehow we swung people around. I don't know how. We got, you know, we've we already have Falk for that long too. It's like I don't need all of these guys for that long, and it bugged the shit out of me. I've again all you know, Braden Shen showed up, good for him. I thought he had a pretty good series overall. But it bugged the shit out of me that in whatever the fuck it was, September, October, when they're like, you know what, here's your seven year deal, buddy. And then uh, Doug Armstrong's quotes were like, they gave us the cup, you know, we asked a lot from them, now they're asking it from us, and, you know, we owe it to them. And I was like, completely not true. Mm-hmm. Completely not true. Mm-hmm. You can say, thank you for the cup, sir, and I will. you can test free agency, and that's where you'll make your money. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't have extended brain shim for this or that or whatever. I'm just saying, that quote bothered the shit on me that is like, they want us the cup, so now... We owe them everything. Like, now they own the team. Like, no. 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 So maybe... No, that's... I mean, that's just... That's wrong logic. Maybe I'm worried about something that might... I'm worried about something that might not even happen, but just from the quotes that Armstrong gave and stuff, it worries me that that's the route he's going. Maybe he's changed his tune now with what he's seen, but it's like... Yeah. Um, Do we want to talk Craig Berube? Yeah, let's go there. Because... Don't let me forget to read some of these hot takes oh, yeah. on Twitter. But... Because the line, I thought he was fine, but the lineups were wonky. Now, granted, people were out and unfit to play. Steen wasn't playing. Tarasenko eventually wasn't playing. Bozak wasn't playing tonight. But it's like some of these lines, I almost feel bad for the bottom six. I'm like, that's not a line that's going to fucking score. Here's a real quick Craig Berube quote. I'm not okay. taking anything away from Vancouver. They're a good young hockey team, but we just gave them goals. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But I'd agree with that. Craig Berube was insane and <laughs> head-scratching and vertiginous, which means dizzying. It's just Thank a you. word I like. I, that made me feel dizzy. Uh, with his forward lines just shifted them every second and would not shift the defensive pairings that were crap the entire time Mm. and until until tonight still not good just i'm 
I'm sorry, he was totally outcoached in this series. He was, I mean, his team players were bad. Like, the execution was bad. It's not his fault. But he was outcoached. I was like, he couldn't get him going, that's for sure. Couldn't get this team going whatsoever. The only, the only things, I mean, the only moves he made were goalie changes, pretty much, you know? Like, I didn't see any strategy switches. I didn't see any change. You know, we've got this fucking... <laughs> I tried. I tried not to. But we've got this idea in his head of we've got to pass it around and find the perfect shot. Which is so weird for, like, Craig Berube yeah. to be like, we really need that high-skill yeah, shot. Right. Which we don't have high-skill players for one. And for two, they were closing every lane Mm. they were blocking every shot so you have to change the approach and you have to say okay push them out of the way muck and grind in front of the net and score dirty goals i don't like channeling ken hitchcock Mm. but that's what we needed in this series Mm. and it didn't happen it never that switch never got switched that's the thing you bring up a good point the Bruins and all those old or all those other teams last year talked about us being very dirty and why I don't think we were like a crazy dirty team. We played with the edge and we pushed people out of the way and we gave people like a forearm shiv to the neck and stuff like that. And that was not present at all. In the in game one, I distinctly remember Pierre highlighting I don't know why I was even watching Pierre, but Pierre highlighting like how much we were beating up on Quinn Hughes. <laughs> Didn't see that happen in any of the rest of the series. Mm. We weren't forechecking and this isn't all Baruby, you know, yeah, he yeah, can't yeah. make his players go out and do that work. But it just, you know, and again, it's that thing where somebody's going to say, well, they were in the bubble. They just weren't motivated. Okay, fine. But then why is every team, every mm-hmm. other team motivated? Mm-hmm. That's still a problem. It's a different problem. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't mean the team's terrible, but that's still a problem. Mm-hmm. The Vegas Golden Knights did just fine. Colorado Avalanche did just fine. The Dallas Stars, who I don't think are even good, <laughs> scored seven unanswered goals last night. That makes me think of the the uh, Brick Tamlin. Like, even the guy who can't think said something. <laughs> even the team that's not very good scored seven unanswered goals. Which, by the way, like, as bad as I feel, like... I think that's a I think that's just a walk out of your home moment. Like if you're the Calgary Flames oh, and you get yeah. seven, I'm get like, oh okay. The Alberta yeah, I just walk out in the street. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, that team's getting blown up. Oh yeah, Pierre Pierre LeBron blown was even up. like who's pretty conservative on the show. Was like, I'm pretty sure the score is done. I was like, oh okay. Um, hey, so we're gonna have Johnny Goodrow here uh, next my, year. My well, where where are things that happened? Aren't that, isn't he on the last year of the deal? One for one short stop. Let's do <laughs> the it. The deal is one for one. <laughs> um, let me say this this one thing about that. Matthew, Kachuk, mm-hmm. mask over the nose, buddy. Yeah, you look like an idiot. You breathe out of two orifices. Yeah. <laughs> right. And one of them ain't your ass. Uh, no, Goudreau has two more years on this deal, so can't be done. <laughs> Trade is not one for <laughs> one. The trade is revoked. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, all those teams, fine. Bruins, ultimately fine. They had their goalie leave. Took a rest, left, he pieced out. Which, for very legitimate reasons. Yes, yes. But, like, but like, 
their starting goalie was fine. And then they were like, who do we have in the back there? Yaroslav Halak, shit. And they were still fine. He's just fine. He's pro- <laughs> Yaroslav Halak will probably, could very well win a Stanley Cup this year. I hope he does. I would love well, that. I hope I, he does, and then I hope somehow the Bruins, Bruins can't. I hope he gets he traded back to the Islanders mid, and the Islanders win it. Yeah. Um, you know, Lightning, they slayed their dragon. They look great. Philly. Uh, Montreal put up a real fight, but it wasn't ultimately that close. Like you said, six of the eight teams that advanced were round-robin teams. So... Don't give me this. I know it's you know it's so frustrating. I don't the whole like well they're not they're not they just won the cup they're not in it. I'm like I don't know man they are competitive they're fucking pro athletes. Uh-huh. These people are the competitive of the competitive to get to that level. You can't be like well I guess I was good yeah and I just kind of stumbled in here. But I don't really care if I win or lose. I'm just here for the fun. No, they want to win. I believe these guys wanted to win. I don't believe that they just said ah fuck it. Yeah. And whatever. So what that tells me is they just didn't fucking execute. Honestly, I don't. I really don't question the heart of it all. And I'm sure they want to go see their families and get out of the bubble. I'm sure they do. But you know what? Every other knows. team. All the other teams do too. You think they like being fucking stuck in Edmonton or Toronto? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like Toronto, no. by the way, much nicer draw. Mm. Would you like to hang out in Chesterfield or would you like to hang out in New York City? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh you wanna God. spend some time in St. John or the Central West End? Up to you, even fifty fifty. Like I I can't question, yeah, their heart for that. Like, I think everyone's heart was in it. So it's just like they played shitty, you know? I mean, at least on a team level, like, their heart was in it. And it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating because, like we said, the Blues are a better team. They weren't the better team, but they are are a better team. I think we moved off our topic a little bit, though, which is Baruby specifically. (laughs) Trade them. I just. You do that in the NBA, right? You can train coaches. People used to train yeah, coaches. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I'm think done. you done. can in the NHL. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> Be hilarious. <laughs> um, I just. I do think the fire. I do think the motivator style has a shelf life. Yeah. And again, as I've said about every player we've talked about, one us a cup. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be a the hard feeling situation. Yeah. I'm never going to resent Craig Berube, you know, unless he attacks me or something. But it's a possibility. But might, I know the Thai food place he hangs out at. No, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, I saw him at that place for sure. Um, <laughs> Franklin Jones on our uh, Hot Takes post tweets, Baruby isn't that great a coach. A great guy to play for, a great motivator, sure, absolutely. Players clearly love him. But I don't think he gets the strategy of the game like Quinville or Hitchcock. It's a t- lot of trial and error, guessing at what works and what doesn't. Can't say he's wrong. Yeah. Can't say he's wrong about a word of that. That's kind of the thing. It's like doubling down on Shen or Schwartz, one uh-huh. of these guys that won this for us. Thank you very much. But I don't need more Craig Baruby. What's he here for, like, two more years? Yeah, that, I don't think he finishes this guy. No, no, no. But I mean, but if he is here for two more years, I'm sure my tune will change and you know, whatever, 700 days. But like, that's fine. That's fine. But like, we need someone else. And if you're, if 
I don't know who that is. If your question this is who is that, I'm not sure. Is but just not Creeper Ruby. A Frankenstein in some ways. It does feel like that, right? They are... It felt like a unit, and now it feels very... Good? Like a melted puddle. Yeah. Ryan, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I could not have more respect or admiration for Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, no. He's about to dagger him. But... Oh, no. That, he's not... A prototypical franchise centerpiece. And that's not his fault. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel it. He is of the line of like an Andre Kopitar. Is but he... I don't think he's even as good as as skilled. Mm. I do want to draw a line there because he's the hardest working, most insane, insanely disciplined player maybe in any sport anywhere. But I don't think he has as much natural skill as even an Anji Kopitar. And mm. certainly not a Sidney Crosby or a Connor McDavid or a Nathan McKinnon or even a Patrice Bergeron, although they're pretty comparable in some mm. in a lot of ways. So that's fine if he's your guy because mm. he's a great, I mean, obviously, won the Smythe last year, won the Sulkies last year, may win the Sulkie again this year. Um, but so if that's your best forward... That's only a problem because he's not a goal scorer, and you don't have guys. Tarasenko is not there now, so you don't have guys for him to just set up for goals. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just I don't think that's that's to go back to the Verbi thing. That's what's so weird to me about the perfect pass, perfect shot thing is with this team. That's what you're going with. With this team minus Tarasenko, that's what you're going with. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to do that, part of that relies on, A, they can get the passes there, which we could not this entire series. And B, they can finish when the passes do get there. We don't have any snipers. Mm-hmm. That is funny. That it's just so, it's so weird we, strategy. We bemoaned all the like funnel pucks in that with Hitchcock, or at least I remember yeah. I did. I was like, oh my god. Because well, it gets t- tired, right? No, no, it does, but it's just funny that all of a sudden he goes, well, now we need to go for the skill shots. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, because that's not what this team is. <laughs> well, because they were built for Hitchcock for five years, and they're still that Hitchcock team in a lot of ways, can I, you know? Can I go for that? So the Canucks, well, maybe not the better team overall, we're saying, but the better team in the series. Mm-hmm. They're... I don't want their bottom six, but they're a fun team. And part of me is kind of like, fuck, man. If I just kind of want fun team now. And that fun team can also win the cup or whatever. But it's like I'm kind of tired of being... Every time I hear about... Or like Pang or somebody talk about the Blues being this hard-working team and hard to play with their tough throwing bodies and shit, I'm like, man, you just described hockey, bro. Like, I need... I want skill i want speed i want like modern day hockey and i'm kind of tired of the blues always having to be like well they were here in 1967 and they were tough then and so you know what that's what they'll always be and it's like uh can i get a fun young team please (laughs) like i'm just if we're gonna if we already won the cup and we get what we want i want a fun young team Uh uh-huh i'm tired of this shit where it's like again like mucking and grinding but that's not even what we tried to do it's like I don't know. Yeah, to go to your Ruby point, I'll get back on point. I don't think he... Sometimes I don't know if he knows what this team needs to do. And I get I'm far be it for me to say I know what this team needs to do. But it's like, I don't think the strategy fits the team. 
Well, I mean, I think this series is example enough where it's just like there was no notable strategy shift. Mm -hmm. The shift was, I guess I'll put this guy on this line for a while Mm -hmm. and then not commit to it. But there wasn't anything like, okay, well, now we're going to play a 1-3-1 or now we're going to play a man-on-man defense, which would have been a disaster. So I'm not, you know, I'm just I'm just throwing things out there. Remember those years? That's those months. Those those months under Mike Yo. Wow. I mean, it could be worse. We could still have Mike Yo. I'm not. I'm not hopeless, but I'm just saying. Like, I think it's all part of the same soup, and that's why I'm saying. Like, I don't think you can just be like bubble whatever. Plus, you can't be like that situationally. Your captain is an unrestricted free agent. If he leaves. That's a whole new team. I'm not saying at this point, maybe, probably should let him leave. I don't know. But you can't let him leave and then just have the whole rest of the team and be like, this is fine. It was the same. You just slap Justin Falk in there and I good think to go. I, you got you to gotta decide on Jaden Schwartz now, Doug, too. Don't do this. Don't do the Kevin Shattenkirk thing. If you aren't going to resign him, trade him this summer, and get a good young player for him or something. Because mm-hmm. we don't have good young players. I mean, we do the, have two or three very good ones, but, like, the cupboard's bare after that, dude. You traded Dominic Bach for nobody. <laughs> for my stoner child. And I love him so much. But you got you got rid of Bach. Alexandrov, I think, is going to be good, but he's going to be a middle six yeah, guy. a player. Um, you know, I'll be a, a Patrick Bergwin type. I think I'll be better than Bergwin, but <laughs> I had to say, and that I had to really specify type because we say he's Patrick Bergwin, people will yeah, freak. But in the sense that you know, he's a good guy, has some really bright moments, but he's a middle six. Yeah, he's a piece. Um, you know, Perunovic could be really special, but people don't like Dunn right now, and he's been stunned. I got, I got bad news for you, folks. Same player. <laughs> um, I know people say Perunovic is more defensively responsible. Not sure. Not sure that's true. Um, but, like, half these dudes are here now. I mean, are going to be here and next Kyrou, year. Like, I think it's time to make those dudes have roles. And if you're going to do that, you got to queer roles for them. I don't know if you can trade Tyler Bozak. I, I don't know that you should trade Tyler Bozak necessarily. Mm-hmm. Alex Steen, boy, it'd be nice if he'd retire. I don't think he's gonna, but it'd be nice. Maybe he'll, yeah. Um, Jaden Schwartz, I, I kind of think you do trade him this year because he's not making a difference, you know? I mean, yeah, I got both of the goals tonight. Congratulations. But he's very streaky and he's very injury prone, you know? Isn't and like 30 soon, already 30. 28, I think I just yeah. read so sad. He's younger than. Oh fuck! I'm talking about myself. <laughs> oh Jesus! He's 28. Ian. He's younger. Oh than no! Well, no, Stephen. No, no, no. We're both 22. Got... We just graduated. <laughs> We're hip with the kids. You've it's got, lit. You've got a long time before your 30th birthday, and a long. Time. So long. It's not like it's in like a week or something. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> And now we've hit the truly nihilistic part yeah, of Yeah, I was podcast. like, I don't even need another cup because life's fucking over. <laughs> Thanks for winning one of my 20s while I was still able to drink two beers. <laughs> That's right. I went to Molly's and I bought four beers and two of them 
or just for me. <laughs> like a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll tell you who we need to keep. David Perron. Don't expose his ass for the draft. <laughs> Leave him. Uh... What Frankenberry team is this gonna be like in two years? Dude, We're have... I'm looking at this team. This isn't a Stanley Cup team. How the hell did this team win a Stanley Cup? I'm sorry. We're the Carolina Hurricanes. We are. Dude, think about. I really want to submit that question like Dangle or somebody. Like, are the 2019 Blues the 2006 Carolina Hurricanes? Well, okay. Yes or no? Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. Has been injured. Yeah. Is a very good player, but has long since passed his peak. I don't know that he's long since passed. He shouldn't have, but his best seasons were three or four years ago now. It's true. Just statistically. statistically, Yeah, that's just true. Ryan O'Reilly and Jim, right? Alex Steen, old busted. (laughs) Jaden Schwartz, fine. But that dude's like a second liner, like a very good second liner. Or bad team's first liner. <laughs> and he's our first liner, so what's that say about us? Braden Shin, fine. fine. Probably most team on a on most teams a first liner, but not like not your Brad Marchand. Um Tyler Bozak. Great. I mean fine. He's so many Great fine third liner. players. Yeah. So many fine players. David Perron. Was like a seventy point player this year. I don't know what happened to him in Las Vegas. David, tell us who hurt you and let them do it again, please. <laughs> Maybe you'll be a hundred point player. Don't stop. Oscar Sunquist, Zach Sanford, Ivan Barbashev, Sammy Blay. Maybe our mistake was thinking those dudes were dudes. Right. And maybe they're just dudes. dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think like I like Sunquist and I'll give him benefit out because I just enjoy him as a person. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. part of me is kinda of like, oh, maybe it wasn't that Sunquist new Sunquist happened. It's just that it happened for like a year, and then we're back to like old Sunquist. Or it's like, is Mackenzie McEachern's the fourth line, or you're fine. Sammy Blay to me is him and uh, Zach Sanford are the same human being to me in the sense that I'm like, are you gonna score goals, or are you fucking not gonna do anything? Because mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Streaky as shit. Sammy Blay will commit penalties. Oh, thank you. They are different in that way. Sammy Blay is not so much lazy like Sanford might be. He is stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just like, and that's the thing is like sometimes they make plays. I'm like, I don't know. This guy's like a second line player. This is like a 20 goal sort of dude. And then other nights, I'm like, you shouldn't even be on a fucking AHL team. Like, this is awful. And it's it's just so, that's a roller coaster with those two. Sammy is a guy where I'm like, mm, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but he, well, the thing was he went down the tunnel in like game one of the series, like one of the exhibition games. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, like name a more iconic duo, Sammy Blay in the fucking tunnel. Here's what Sammy just like, oh, Blay I'm hurt. Sammy Blay is a dude. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, you're but, fine. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. I was already in my next slot. I enjoyed that. Sammy Blay in the tunnel. Very nice. But anyway, <laughs> he is a dude that looks phenomenal on a good team that's firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. and so out of place on a on a sloppy team. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what we saw because 
that dude came into game six last year, nine hits and a goal. He looked like a freaking. He's Nikita Soshnikov. Is who he yeah, is. that's what I'm saying. He leads with his brain. I think you mentioned that, but like he literally will just throw himself at human beings, and he does not care at all. I know. I'm like, dude, you're out of position, that and you're dude dead. Grew from four six and a half. To six two since his draft, and he's using it. He's using what God gave him, and props to him. But I thought that dude was going to be a twenty goal scorer this year, and he started like it, mm-hmm. and then he got hurt, and then it was like, oh, Sammy, who are you now? Mm-hmm. And I don't know who he is, and he needs to figure out who he is. But Sammy Blay is twenty four, so he's not like young, young. Mm-hmm. Do we have another year? Do we have him for another year? Yeah, we, we do. We do have him for two more years at $1.5 million. Mistake. So, <laughs> that's fine. But, like, how many players on this team? I know we're all over the place. You that's what this, this is. Coming. You knew it was coming. It's your fault. Okay? <laughs> <But> <laughs> so this don't team start lost. this crap with me. Uh, how many players on this team do you know who they are? Oh, I, I mean, I can name them all. I see what you're saying. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, like, okay, no, seriously. Let's... I know who Braden Shen is. Braden Shen has an identity. Yeah, he's fine. Ryan O'Reilly has an identity. Braden Shen's identity is he's fine. He's like a better David Backus. I said it. Who, Ryan O'Reilly or Braden Shen? Braden Shen. Oh, yeah. yeah. He right. hits shit and he scores. Vladimir <laughs> <laughs> Tarasenko. Does he have two shoulders? Does he have one shoulder? If he has two shoulders, is he good or is he not? He's streaky. He's the streakiest man alive. Uh, Alexander Steen, old busted. I know who he is, but it's sad. <laughs> uh, Jaden Schwartz, don't know who he is. I don't think, do you? Injury prone guy who can be really good. Who's who's like a dog on the puck, but sometimes like there's no conversion to yeah, it. Jayden, I don't know. Jaden he does very, not convert goals. He's good. He's very good. I think he's a very good player. I don't think... Yeah, I agree, but his finish is not commensurate with the rest of his game. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's what I mean. He, there's a lot of work. He, he does a lot of work. Yeah. So much work. And then I'll be like, but what all right. Just show for it. Yeah, I'll be like, all right. Uh, Braden Shen, yeah. Tyler Bozak, yeah, you know who he is, but he's nothing, you know? He's yeah. a fine third-line center. Really good third-line center. But not a second line center. David Perron, I think you know who he is, but I don't know how. Uh, but then you get to this bottom half Oscar, Oscar Sunquist, no clue. Mm. Zach Sanford, no clue. Ivan Barbashev. I feel like I know more. Like, yeah. I feel like I just kind of like, you're a fourth line center and, and you're fine. One. You're fine. Yeah. But he came back and listen, he had a baby. He just got back to the bubble. Not mad at Ivan Barber. I was like, that's a guy I can't really blame. Looked a little bit like last year's, last year's, last year's Ivan Barber. Don't do it. (laughs) That needs to be Doug Armstrong's whole speech. You look like last year's, last year's St. Louis fucking blues. (laughs) Jacob Delarose is trash. I know who he is. Robert Thomas. (laughs) Robert Thomas. Is going to be phenomenal, I truly believe. But from a night-to-night basis, I don't know who he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Blay, we just talked about Kyra McEachern. And young upstart Troy Brown. <laughs> who knows what Troy Brown and is? And we have not yet talked like... at all about the real culprits here. 
Who was the defense, Ian? Yeah. Last night, before before this game, last night, I wrote an article about the defense, and the biggest thing I learned was that they have added almost half a goal, half a goal entirely. It went from two point six nine to three point two goals against per game before six goals tonight. Six five 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 six, six goals six. tonight. It's a serious number, Ian. <laughs> They also subtracted one point per game from that unit. Mm. And I'll tell you what, you can say everything you like about the grit and the veteran presence, but we didn't subtract the point per game by losing Joel Edmondson and Jay Bowmeister. I know that much. So I look at the people who are here. Yeah, yeah. And look, those are big losses. Well, Joel Edmondson's really not. I'm sorry. Yeah. If Joel Edmondson's the reason you lost the cup... You shouldn't have had it to begin with. <laughs> and Pat Maroon, too. Sorry, but it's true. I'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd venture to say Jay Bomeister was the biggest loss that this, this whole uh, team sustained. For sure. And, you know, Scandella, not good in his place. Mm. But Colton Pareko, oh. this is the worst he's ever looked. And I don't think he looked especially good this season. No, this season was. This season was dicey. And look, a guy... That's what's kind of why I was like, you gotta keep Petrangelo, bro. You gotta keep him. And I mean, now we're kind of sitting the other side. I don't really give a shit. But, like, that's what it felt like all season. I was like, man, hot, cold. At the very least, when he's not fucking scoring, because he's not doing much of that, he's defending pretty well. And I think losing Bowmeister, too, as his defensive partner, just looked kind of shitty. Looked kind of exposed Perico defensively. awful this series. I mean, so, 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 so bad. Vince Dunn, I love him so bad. Mm. Um, a number of those turnovers, yes, we were like a turnover goal is like Vince Dunn. This team had like twenty-two giveaways tonight. It just can't happen. And Carl Gunnarsson should not be iced. Robert Bortuzzo should not be iced. Yeah, this decor. Justin Falk makes me kind of scared. Here's the problem. We're a team built on our defense, and our defense isn't good right now, and that's what scares me. Runs of the Hitchcock here, where he's like, we got to win these 1-0 games. I'm like, we can't keep them from scoring a goal, and we can't score. I think the goal, I I would think when they hired Falk, Hmm. when they signed Falk, they didn't hire him on the street. (laughs) When they extended Falk, my thinking would be that Armstrong's logic probably was if I end, if I I'd, I'd like to go into next year with all three of these guys next year, meaning this upcoming season. Mm. But I, if I end up with just two of them, I'm fine, right? Mm. You I know, just if it just is so Pareko, fine. If I have to trade Pareko to make room for Petrangelo, and that's what I do, fine. Mm. But you know, this is my insurance, so I'll have a strong right side now. I don't know which of any of those guys I want. Justin Falk based just on this series. And maybe Justin Falk is better going forward, but that's a big gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, your left side is going to be Scandella. And nobody? Like, I know everybody said Park Dunn's ass or send him to New Jersey or whatever the hell. You know what? Do you want a... Uh, 
Scandal. I honest to God forgot his name. Do you want a Scandella Perunovic Mikola left side? Because that's what you can get. Heck, if we don't even want to, if we don't even want to ice some of those young guys, you go with the veteran presence of Scandella Gunnarsson Bortuzzo. Oh, <laughs> that's a not make the first round line, boys. That's oh. a get your that's a get your logo on a lottery ball left side. <laughs> And it's going to get bumped out by the Rangers again. I should do that every year. Uh, <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was that was poetry. Um, I just, you know. <laughs> here's here's one. If you, two, uh, behind the defense. We know, we know what Jake Allen is. Best move Doug Armstrong's ever made is signing Jordan Bennington to two years. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and listen to what we said at the time. Because I don't remember. I think we said it was probably smart and that they'd be able to keep him. But, oh, boy. I don't think... I don't know if I believe what a lot of people believe, that he's just a one-hit wonder and that he's busted. But, oh, I'm glad we're not tied to him for five years right Mm -hmm. now. I'll tell you that much. That's what I mean. It's like he has another shit year. You know, I guess he didn't have a shit year this year, but he has okay season. If he has kind of just an season next year, you go... You can resign if you want, but hey, guess what? You don't have to resign with this weird, like, oh, we got to pay him $6 million per year for six years sort of thing yeah. or whatever. No, you just let him walk or and here's the other get thing. somebody new. That dude was an AHL nobody, and he got to win a Stanley Cup, be a world-famous athlete for a year, and make $9 million. So if he walks away after that contract and that's it, which it won't be, somebody will pay him more money mm-hmm. somewhere. I mean, Craig Anderson's still got a job. <laughs> He'll find a spot. But that's fine for that dude. Jake Allen is done as a blue. He's traded this year. There's no argument you can make that will make me think, I don't care if Petrangelo walks. I don't care if we don't need the money. Trade him, get anything, and let Huso be your backup. That's like, yeah, we do have a goalie pipeline. We do have a Jake relatively Allen, crowded goalie by pipeline. The way, pipeline is thirty. Okay, so he's older. Than oh, me. oh wait, no, he's he, he, yeah, August seventh. I was like, oh, his birthday's coming up. Now it just passed. Ha ha! Take that, Jake. <laughs> Screw you, Jake, for being twenty three days older than me. Us twenty year olds know what's up. <laughs> 30-year-olds aren't hip with the times. How do you do, fellow kids? Um, Jake's got to go. It's not an anti-Jake thing. It's a money thing. I need the money. And it's a, if you aren't going to, if you're not going to, if you can get more value for an asset by trading them than you have by keeping them, always trade them. That should be your logic. There should be no emotion. There should be no, but he could get the franchise wins thingy. Mm -hmm. There should be none of that. You trade him. That's how it works. Billy Huso's ready to be a backup. We gotta. He's got to be a backup. We gotta know what he is, and he's ready to do it at one point two million dollars or whatever. So he's got to come up. Yeah. But you don't know what your goalies are. You don't know what your defense are. You don't know what your bottom six are, and your pop, top six is fine. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's you know a a great review. I think A plus for this team. <laughs> that's a solid. That's like a C plus. That's a B minus. Nah, it's not a B minus. This, C plus. This team is fine, but the the league is moving away from grind you down hockey. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. This team's fine, but 
we need to be better than fine. We need in, to move away from what this team currently is. In a series with the Colorado Avalanche, we would literally not be able to keep up. And do you know how I know that is because we just played a team a series against the discount Colorado Avalanche, <laughs> and we were not able to keep up. Yeah, if the Avalanche don't win the cup, I'll be surprised, but they're just like, we're darn good. Just, you know, I I really thought coming in that we were contenders. I did. Mm. And I bought, I bought the hype. Boy, I mean, we are not. It just... It boggles my mind, and maybe that is maybe that is the bubble talk. I'll I'll give a little to that, but like, it boggles my mind that they came in from game one, looked like crap, and then generally speaking, never got any better. Like it was always, oh, you know, they're looking better this game. Oh, they'll they'll bring it next game. Oh, this game matters. That game matters. And they got game three and four, and they shit the bed halfway through five, and that was it. That was like the big hurrah was like, here's our push, our push in the middle of the series to even it up, and that's it. Um, it's just disappointing. I don't know. Like, it's just, you would have thought the way this team played last year, I didn't think they were going to win the cup again. Nah, no way, man. And honestly, if we're, if we're being super straightforward, I'm not even really that disappointed they lost this year. Like, because I just didn't think it was going to happen anyways. But it's just kind of sad that they didn't look anything like they did last year. I thought maybe we'd get something that looked like that. And be like, hey, this team's dialed in. They're pushing. They're physical again. They know what playoff hockey is. They're engaged. And you know what? Maybe they just couldn't muster enough because they really didn't have anything left in the tank. But they came in looking like they just... They didn't care enough. I mean, I think they did, but it's, they just didn't have the. They didn't have it all put together, and they never and put it together. I guess at the at the end of it all, that's kind of the question: is was it just a matter of caring enough? But here's my thing: is I can't just write that off. That's what I mean. I don't want to wait a whole another year to be like, well, we're going to use the twenty the twenty 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 one season. I guess what will now just be the twenty one season. Um, <laughs> As like, well, now this is the season we got to throw away to figure out what this team is. Yeah. Then we'll figure shit out for 21-22. Like, that, we'll figure that out then. And it's like, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I don't want this long, drawn-out thing where at three years we make the conclusion, oh, shouldn't have done that, I guess. Should have, like, started <laughs> fixing this team a while back. Well, you know, Armstrong's gone, so someone else's problem. It's like, man, please, please, you know, look this team in the face you know there's good pieces here, for sure. You don't have to gut the whole damn thing, for for sure. But, like, you got to move some stuff around. You can't just shuffle the deck chairs and be like, well, Sammy Blaze on the third line next year. It's like, no, man, there's no. There's another part of me that's just like, I, I can't believe we're already back here. <laughs> but you can't let that performance go unpunished. <laughs> I'm sorry, like... The, the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> like, I just don't... No, I know. I agree. Like, you can't say, like, that's it, and then move on and be like, this series meant nothing. If this you, series, it does mean something. If you had the series the Capitals had last year, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of out of it, but you're still a good enough team that you're in it, but you're just, like, kind of at the end of the day, you're like, you know what? Don't want a second round. Mm-hmm. We'll just let them win. Which feels like what the Capitals did last year. I don't love it, but I think I'm kind of yeah. there with you. But I think you even, when we talked to this before, uh, 
without recording. I think even for you, that was like your worst case scenario. Like, you know what? Maybe if they push seven games and they just don't have it, that's okay. But that was our like worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. But they went below the worst case scenario and just like shit the bed. And it just, I can't, I hear people saying they're all human Mm-hmm. And they want to get home to their families, and I get all that. That's that's fine. That's true. I I like my family occasionally. Um, I probably like them more if I lived in a nice big house where I could have space from them. But an intercom. Ah, uh, that's right. The house is still an intercom. I'm sure. That's like sure a nine, blues that was like a nineties thing. Do. I feel like. Um, but I can't. I can't. That could be true, but I can't look at that and be like, "Then fine, then," you know. Yeah, I and don't... I don't understand how other people can. Because, mm. once again, the other players on the other teams also feel those things and didn't shit the bed. <laughs> and we shat the bed. So I just don't, you know, at the end of the day, I just keep circling back to 6-1, 6-2. You didn't show up for this game. And it's the classic blues move. It's the classic, well, you gotta, you literally gotta show up. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you're gone. It's game six, back <laughs> against the ropes. How many times have we seen this narrative? And then, <laughs> it's nothing. You didn't show up. And whatever, but like, okay, but then your team still has a problem. That is, I, yeah, that's a big thing that I think gets forgotten even though you are staring the score in the face is like they shat the bed in an elimination game man like and i know that happened with calgary yesterday and stuff it happens to other teams but like do you think you just oh well it happened to another happened to another team so no big deal for us then because we're just one of one of the many you don't want to be part of that group like other teams showed up and played in their elimination games fought to the end and they lost and that's admirable it sucks it's not fun they might have played other games poorly but they showed up and then they lost. But you know what? We didn't even show up. That's a, that's the tragedy. They're just like, we didn't show up in this game, and we didn't show up in other games, but at least in the other ones, they could always say, hey, the Blues have that fun narrative that they bounce back. But they didn't bounce back, and they didn't show up in this elimination game, and they... Uh, it's just how, annoying. How do you not show up? So, I mean, there is no life. And then don't... Do not let the end there where they're like, oh, the Blues have some life thing be real. Because that happens all the time when another team's up like four or five goals. They just, they're not going to, they're not going to push for goal six and seven. They're not going to just swarm the shit out of you. Are you fucking kidding me? No, of course they're going to let you skate in the zone and take some shots. Listen, Darren Pang is the best of us. He is one of the, as nearly as I can tell, I don't, I've met him one time. I don't know his life behind the scenes, but as nearly as I can tell, he is truly one of the kindest, gentlest, most positive people on the planet. But when he put, when he brought out that, well, they just don't have anything left in the tank. How could they not? Because they haven't emptied the tank. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. <laughs> you have to go somewhere to use the gas that's in the tank. And if the place you run out of fuel isn't the finish line, then that's when you empty the tank. Maybe they were just idling the whole time. I just don't, like, I don't, I just don't get the excuses. If you want to say it's bubble hockey and I don't care, Mm -hmm. that, 
I can get on board with. I was like, yeah, that's obviously how you feel. If you want to say it's bubble hockey, so don't blow it up, I can sort of agree with that. But if you're if you want to say it's bubble hockey, so what they did doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I cannot meet you there because of the way they did it. Mm-hmm. If this if this game goes to overtime and they fight and they claw and just Quinn Hughes does something incredible and they win it, maybe I'm singing a different tune. I don't know, but they didn't show up after they promised us. That they were built for this. That Game 7 was coming. They just did not appear in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. I don't know. You know, we're going to have a whole offseason to break down this nonsense. Let's read some quotes. Um, Quote time. This O'Reilly, is where we tell you other people's words. O'Reilly cut straight to the chase. At times we look like a junior team out there, the way we just turned the puck over, not playing the right way. Yeah, it came back to bite us. Give them credit. They played it smart. When they had momentum, they used it. We dug ourselves too big a hole to get out of. Petrangelo on emotions. More so when the game is over. It's not a fun situation to be in, especially when you've been somewhere your whole career, but it is what it is, so I guess really my only thought is to get home, see my kids, and see where the future takes us. Baruby on goalie decision for Game 5. Benner has been a big-time goalie for us for a long time, and he had some practice in there and worked on his game. It's a gut feeling I go with him. He's done a lot for us and won a championship with him, so that was my decision. And he continued, I think Benner was a lot like our whole team. I think at times we didn't play at the level we needed to play. That's just the bottom line. And finally, why didn't the team have it tonight, Perron? It didn't seem like our energy was coming from everyone, which is the most dagger of mm. quote the night. Dude, I'm telling you, that they showed Ryan O'Reilly on the bench oh, staring daggers furious. at like whoever was out on the ice taking the face off, you know, or like the five players out there. Yeah, he was not happy with specific people on this team. Lost his love of the game. Oh, Call no, him out. Coming. Do it. Not in public, but do it. <laughs> Not in public, but tell Maybe me. in public. Vlogging. <laughs> <laughs> Call the Two Guys One Cup podcast. Give us the screen. Give us the hot one. Baruby said there were a few games where I didn't find the energy was there. Like this one? I thought he, was say it. I I thought he meant like he personally didn't find the energy. I just couldn't get the up. answer why the energy was there, but David Perron is right. It's not good enough. So it's Craig Baruby, David Perron, and Ryan O'Reilly versus everybody else. Um, and I'm on their side. If that's if that's the if that's the Jets, then I'm on the Jets side in a Jets and Sharks thing. You know, mm-hmm. you know, people get it. Yeah. Um. Um. Let me read some of these hot takes because we teased it enough. Bob Rakowski says, "Hot take: This is hopefully the last time they'll have to come to the playoffs after having months off." Sure, but everybody came into the playoffs after having months off, so again, that's not an excuse. Uh, Panger's stool hot take, we should have started Allen. Fine in hindsight, sure. I I was very certain that was the right decision, and I'd do it a hundred more times out of a hundred. We read Franklin Jones about Bruby not being a good coach. True enough. Uh, Theo Halloran asks, who's gone? Allen, Petro, Bozak, Dunn? I would not be surprised if the Blues trade Dunn's rights as an RFA. They already have Perunovic under contract, and while Perunovic is smaller, he's reportedly more responsible defensively with at least a similar upside. I don't 
know who your left side is, though, if you trade them, mm-hmm. if you trade Dunn. I think you can get a lot for him, and right now, I'm more open to it than I've been in the past, but How much I think it's dangerous. Right now, though? Coach Wink at Coach Wink says, My hot take, Bennington was a one-hit wonder, and the NHL figured him out. Uh, there are some other Bennington hot takes, so we'll comment on them collectively if we want to. Ray Barilli's Blue Gloves says, If we don't sign number 27, where do we spend that money? This defense showed no promise taking over his spot, and I guess we spend it there. Probably. I don't know. You don't have to spend it on the right side, though, you know? Because mm-hmm. you spent too much there already. Unless you trade Pareko, too, and just go freaking nuts. Um, S- Simon, oh boy, I'm sorry. Simon Pelcharski, I assume, I hope. Uh, it's too hard for the Blues to score a goal, too easy to allow a goal. I think that's all about this series. I mean, that's pretty accurate, (laughs) you know? It's too hard for them to score, and it's too easy for the other (laughs) team to score. Um, that's not, you know, I'm not even being facetious. That's a pretty good summary. Why were they pass first, especially with them crowding the area in front of the goalie? We talked about that. I agree. Uh, Jeff Ponder's hot take is that they are planning to go home to their families, which, you know, we just have kind of discussed. So are all the other teams. Um, my Mob Mentality tweets, Benner is the guy, not Allen. Nothing will change my mind on that. This team has just played sloppy in defense and never really gave Benner a chance. I truly believe that. You know what, Mob Mentality? I'm with you. I don't think Benner is a great goalie, mm-hmm. but I think he's probably a fine goalie. Who has flashes of brilliance and he got really screwed by his defense as did Allen when mm-hmm. Allen struggled um, plus minus says four months break drained the mojo which I think again is fine but everybody else had a four month break uh, Mark Fla- Flouter says St. Louis Blues still don't have a dominant number one goalie again I agree mm-hmm. yeah I true. think that's true uh, Billy Schmitz, my friend Billy, hey Billy, says that the Blues need more speed and skill to consistently compete. I think that's right on. Justin Horniker says basically the same thing by saying trade everyone except Thomas and Ryan O'Reilly. Justin, also a friend. Mm-hmm. We don't host a podcast. Not a local that. friend. Uh, check it out. The, you know, real quick plug. St. Louis City SC has a name now, and we talked about it on the uh, STL podcast. Soccer talk lads, look us up. It's more positive. Google Play, yeah. More fun. There's a casket dance reference, so really just Mm -hmm. an overall win. Uh, Jimmy Inman says, I could care less about tonight. This series was lost on Wednesday's 15 minutes. Well, yes and no. Don't let those 15 minutes happen, I say. There were were 60 minutes in this game in which they were also really bad. There was a whole another 20 minutes in game five. You could have scored a goal in, but you didn't. Blues Girl 31 says Markstrom will be an unrestricted free agent. That's my hot take. That's just a fact. But if you're saying we should sign him, fine. Find the Go space and be be wild. Um, That's the way. <laughs> uh, where was I? Taylor Balcom says, not that this score tonight is his fault, but we need to consider the fact that Bennington maybe just got hot for 80 games last year. Banger stool at it. I was just saying the same thing. Not his fault tonight, not discounting what happened last year, but he maybe wasn't a great goalie before last year, and he hasn't looked good since. Maybe he just isn't the one. Mob mentality comes back. This team and both goalies were rounding into form before the break, even with Bo and Tank. 
even without Bow and Tank. This playoff shouldn't have would have been completely different had then they been played on schedule. This team was only physically here in Edmonton, not mentally, which, you know, keep saying it, but true of all the other teams too. <laughs> the Flyers had won eight games in a row entering the playoffs, and they're just fine. They're just fine in the <laughs> second round. That they're over. Comfortably in the second round now. Tommy Hummel says we never see Tarasenko again in the note. I see what he's going for, but what are we going to do? Trade him with one shoulder? Or is maybe he's just saying he'll never play hockey again, oh, which I think would be sad. But, you know, I just I don't think we can trade him with one shoulder unless you want Jacob Delarose yeah. again. Um, oh. But, you know, I, 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 I'm worried about Tarasenko for sure. Probably something we'll talk about more um, in uh, the future. Uh, and Ray Barilli's gloved ass, who do we trade to Seattle to get them off our team? How about 72 and a pick? Uh, tell you one thing, don't think Falk was the problem in this series, as we talked about. But, as we've mentioned before, Ron Francis, GM of the oh, Seattle yeah. Kraken. That's the easy, that's the easy move to maybe, make. Maybe would be interested in a reunion with Justin Falk. So, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the season. Done. The boys are done. There'll be plenty of hockey left. I assume we're going to do weekly still for the time being and talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe have some more measured opinions next week. No. Well, no, no. To I that. hope not. I hope not. Screw this team. You know what? I mean, we're back, baby. It took we took a little time off when this team was good and won the cup, but we're back. They, we're back. They they did this. You know, they it's on them, so I don't care. This podcast is back to where it needs That's to be. Right. We're in our angry. Com- we're in our comfort zone. Um you have anything else you wanna talk about? You wanna talk about Mike Milbury? You wanna talk about oh. the teams that have advanced? Do you wanna do second round predictions? <laughs> no, not yet. None of any sad. of that. <laughs> we will do them. We'll have them written up. I was gonna say, I feel like we're gonna be halfway through the second round next week, but on we'll, the honor system, we'll, we'll do them before that. You just you won't hear them until you know later. Uh, Mike Milbury, you know, noted, just like I was gonna say, like awful person. I mean, not like awful, just noted, shitty guy. I don't know. Yeah. Have I mean, you have you heard him? Here's here's the thing. Regardless of what he said, and you should regard it. Um, <laughs> It's think about that. It uh, he's just like a bad commentator. Yeah, like he was bad at the desk, and he this barely dude said was anything. A subpar NHL player. He beat Most a dude famous with for his own shoe. A fan. He was one of the worst coaches and executives in league history, and he's not a good commentator. I did want to read a bit he's from so Katie Strang's boring. article on Go this. Go ahead, yes, talking about the actual because, issue. Because so for those that don't know. I guess we've ramped into this topic, yeah, so here we, we go. might as well go there. Uh, Mike Milbury made a comment about, well, women aren't in the bubble to distract the players, so I don't know what, you know, so they don't even have that going for them. Which, of course, obviously objectifies women. Mm-hmm. And also weirdly objectifies NHL players, mm-hmm. or at least reduces them to just, just to have sex, sex baby. beings. Um, and so... I don't even need to break that down for you. If you don't think that's a bad comment, not my job to convince you that you're wrong, although you are. Uh, But perhaps Katie Strang's words will do it for you. She wrote a piece from The Athletic 
go subscribe over there. She said, I spent a good five minutes this morning at home on my stationary bike, rage spinning while typing out, then subsequently deleting a tweet in response to Mike Milbury's asinine comments Thursday night on an NBC broadcast of the Islanders-Capitals game. Milbury, during a discussion about the efficacy of the NHL's playoff bubble and the dearth of distractions for players, chimed in to add that there were, quote, not even any women here to disrupt your concentration. Still seething more than 12 hours later, I settled on something succinct, unemotional, and professional. I don't know why that was hard for me to say. Succinct, unemotional, and professional. She tweeted, this is shameful with a quip of the incident. This is an exercise I've become accustomed to because, in addition to adhering to the editorial guidelines at The Athletic, women in this business, and like we all others, are constantly modulating. Our tone, our comments, our appearance, our anger. But because Melberry felt little need to self-censor, I won't either. I'm tired of this shit. It's not just me, and it's not just other women. That's way too reductive and simplistic, and it's selling too many people far short of what they deserve. It's every hockey fan who is capable of thinking critically, wondering why someone who routinely offends, belittles, and dismays seems to be continually trotted out, despite what seems like little appetite for what he has to offer. This was not an errant slip of slip or an inelegant turn of phrase. This is also not the result of someone being green or unpolished. Rather, it's another example of casual misogyny that is not isolated, but instead a pattern of behavior. Remember that already during the NHL playoffs, Milbury degraded women's hockey with such casual aplomb that he might as well have been dissecting a penalty-killing shift or neutral zone forecheck. And it's more than just misogyny. Milbury also reacted with extreme insensitivity when Toronto's Jake Muzzin was seriously injured. Down on the ice and vulnerable, Milbury suggested it wouldn't have hurt if he stayed down to take a whistle. Muzzin was soon stretchered off and taken to the hospital. Additionally, he criticized Bruins goaltender Tuka Rask for leaving the bubble to be with his family, questioning his commitment to the team. I'm almost done with just stealing her work, but I do think there's an important point to get to here. I've talked to several people in the hockey world today already, men and women alike, and there's been a common theme. How does Milbury remain in this role despite so many better options? This is not to suggest that these type of comments would be tolerated if Milbury had the an- eh, analytical acumen of a Ray Ferraro, the insights of an Anson Carter, or the motor of an A.J. Malesko, but he doesn't. Maybe at one point he did, and that explains his rise to where he is now, but I've seen nothing to suggest that he adds anything so redeeming to the broadcast that could possibly offset what seems to be a nightly liability for himself, the network, and his co-workers. For his ignorance, everyone suffers. His role seems solidified by inertia and rigid adherence to the status quo, if nothing else. Is that really what hockey fans want? Is that really what hockey fans deserve um yeah i just mil just i want to say that i am really against canceling things just as a rule mm-hmm. you know but there are some things that are so in egregious that i don't see another way out <laughs> and this do if if this was the only thing i would say Bad joke. Really bad joke. But probably don't fire the dude. Mm. But it's his third thing this week! <laughs> you know? 
He was already he was already bland and boring enough that I was just like, you're not a bad human, but just don't have this guy on the broadcast. And then on top of it, you're like, oh, but you are like not a great this person. This network has Pierre, who did all his nonsense with women's hockey. It had Jeremy Roenick before he finally said enough to get himself canned. And it's got this dude. Yeah, I don't know and, how this can be the face of, like, hockey in America. It's so sad. Catherine Tapp and Patrick Sharp and Anson Carter are the people who are carrying this program, this mm-hmm. broadcast, two of two of thirds of whom are people that Mike Milbury probably doesn't want there. <laughs> You know, and I'm I'm sorry. I shouldn't I shouldn't just make assumptions about the guy, but like, why guess. does the NHL want? I just because Patrick Sharp's too pretty. Yeah, this is him, and then pick one of the yeah. other two. Um, but like, why? I I tweeted about this today. I tweeted the NHL, and somebody said this tweet should be directed at NBCSN, not at the NHL. And that pissed me off because, yes, yes, mm-hmm. but also no, no. You can push. Care you about, can push for that. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing: NBCSN should take care of it. Yeah. It should stop there. But people have bosses, and the NHL could make it stop, and they just don't care enough. Mm-hmm. And then they show me commercials where it's all about, well, we sell clothing for women now, too. And it's like, if you want to have women fans, maybe stop putting Patrick Kane in every fucking commercial. <laughs> stop putting Mike Milbury everywhere. Stop letting Pierre talk down to AJ or Kendall or whoever's in the booth with him. Not in the booth with him because he's not allowed in the booth because he sucks too bad. Yeah, they send him what between you... the benches. Uh, I Patrick feel like, are Sharp. other people embarrassed to have to work with these people? I would. It always seems like, oh, this is like they're a pox. Patrick Sharp is an incredible looking human being. Mm-hmm. But he's also a phenomenal hockey analyst. And you can't tell me that he's the only guy. That's it? In yeah. the last 10 years. And by the way, isn't your broadcast just more credible? Mm-hmm. When you've got people who know what it takes to win in the last 10 years, not people who didn't know what it t- took to win 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I just don't, it's baffling. It's beyond this comment. Mm-hmm. The entire approach to NHL broadcasting is baffling to me. How every sport doesn't try and look at what the NBA does and emulate that. Yeah, I don't know why. Try and replicate that table. That's so clearly the best thing in sports commentary by miles. Mm -hmm. And I think think they kind of do it with Catherine and Patrick and Anson. Yeah. It's not as playful, but it's going to be hard to find that much chemistry. But then you've got Mike Fulberry there. It's like, why? You can't tell me that, I don't know, pick a guy. Pick a guy who's retired in the last year. Jason Spezza hasn't retired, but you can't tell me that that <laughs> dude couldn't go out and be a better commentator. You can't tell me that David Backus, if he retires in a year, can't go out and be didn't a better have, like, commentator. Didn't they have, like, Hartnell for a while? Yeah, Scott Hartnell? just anybody. Yeah. Freaking Rick Nash. I don't care. Oh, well, he's retired. Just, I just don't get it. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see Rick Nash out there. I feel like he's got no personality. I'd love to That's see probably it, though. true, yeah. And I get it. it. 
hockey players with a personality hard, hard to come by. Very hard. Hard to come by. And Mike Milbury, but Mike Milbury doesn't have he doesn't a personality. Have one. <laughs> I was about to say he does, but he doesn't. They have that dude on like retainer or something where they're like, we have to fill spots when versus was the thing, and they're like, and NBC owned it, but they hadn't labeled it something new. Like we got to fill a spot, and they're like. Well, we got Mike Milbury on, like, fucking retainer, like, you know, from some weird Olympics thing. Ah, fill his ass in there. And then he just kind of stuck. He, he's been bad since I started watching them, like, in 2010. And then every year I'm always like, why is this dude here? I just don't... He's a dude whose credential is being one of the worst general managers and coaches in history. And I just don't get there. how he's still there. So, <sighs> anyway... Um, it's one fifteen in the morning. We've talked a lot of hockey. The blues are done for the year. And you know what? I'm fine to not have any more 9.30 games, I'll tell you that much. That's true. I'm kind of fine. You know, I don't care that they got bounced as much as I care the way they got bounced. Yeah. And we'll talk about this team plenty in the weeks to come. We'll talk about the other rounds, but... You know, if you're out there and you just don't think this matters, good for you, I guess. Good that you have that much inner peace, because I sure don't. <laughs> really a problem for me, and I, I do think some changes need to come, but we'll have to figure out what I mean, those are in the time. It's going to be a wild off season. Free agency day is going to be like October 10th. Yeah. Um, oh, I wish it was like on Halloween. Can you imagine oh, like it was doubling up on like a sweet holiday? Yes. And think of all the puns we could make about the signings. Ghoulish. <laughs> that contract from Mark- Jacob Markstrom was ghoulish. Well, I think we just should still do it. Yeah, I think so too. It's gonna <laughs> Early be Halloween. Um, anything else you want to say? Um, be best, please. I think I already said that, but I'm just going to say it. Just be best. Be better. Be something. Uh, until next week, thank you all for listening for another season. The wildest, the weirdest. Yeah, thanks the for listening to the ramblings. Uh, it's not stopping. There's really no end to the seasons of the Two Guys One Cup podcast. We'll be here next week. We'll talk about something. Season nine's over. Season ten maybe, starting. Maybe now we can finally get you to watch Hamilton and we can break it down. You know, um, but. In any I'm case, a bastard. Or I'm not gonna. Do, I won't. Do he's the got whole it, thing. folks. He nailed it. He's got the whole thing. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. The Blues will not, and that mm. that's the moral of the story. Good night, everybody. Take a deep breath, and then it'll be your last. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. Please keep breathing. If I just breathe.